when we have these Pharisee traits of taking things that are not black and white and making them black and white because it's better to do it that way (laughs) because it keeps you safe. But the thing is that I want to raise more is that even though most Christians believe that it is a sin, they still masturbating. You're listening to the Awkward Single Life Podcast. My name is Tiffany Hines. I am a singer, songwriter, a creative who also is a single woman who finally put language to mine and others' dating experiences. Dating culture is awkward. I've heard so many untold stories from men and women, and the time has come to share them. And as your homegirl, I got you. We'll talk sexuality, dating, breakups, singleness, marriage, and all the craziness in between and how to give God glory in it, no matter what age you are. It's going to be a wild ride. So let's get to it. What's up, everybody? So this is the Awkward Single Life podcast. And today I have some friends joining me and I'm so excited. Before I even introduce them, I just want you all to know I have been looking forward to this topic. I knew that it was a topic that definitely I I wanted to talk about with people and not just myself because it is so undercommunicated and stuff. So I'm with me. I have some great friends. I'm going to start first with Shonda Royal. She is an awesome creative from Chicago, now living on the West Arizona, actor, creative, blogger, content curator, girl. I just feel like you're always, always, always dreaming and always Mm -hmm. creating. Oh, thank you, honey. Thank you. Thank you. And Uh hello. Excited to be here and talk about this here topic. Let's get to it. Yes. <laughs> um, and we have Natasha Vincent here. Uh, Natasha is a Chicago creative as well. Tasha is a bomb photographer. Um, she is an entrepreneur. She has our, we'll get into that a little bit at the end of each of you guys' projects and stuff and what you're working on. But um, yeah, Tasha, she also, you know is a filmmaker. Come on now. (laughs) So I'm so happy to have you on the show, Tasha. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm so happy to have you here. And then lastly, I have uh, my friend, Leslie Sanders. And so um, I call him Ailes. That's that's just what I go by. So that's what you guys are probably going to hear more than Leslie. Um, Ailes. um, Now, Leslie, he is a senior leader at a church out here in the west suburbs of Chicago. Ailes also um, is super passionate about just development and culture and church and um, social development and intercultural development, all those different things. And so I just thought it was going to be a really dope, dope, dope night because we're going to get into talking about masturbation. (laughs) So thank you, Leslie, for joining of course, I'm so excited to be here and just be a part of dialogue. So, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so each of us have um, different perspectives. Um, I think two of us, you know, it, it's real interesting when you 
talk about a subject that often is taboo, but you like work at a church, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so um, thank you guys for coming and, co- and coming along. And I hope that we can just normalize talking about sex and talking about all of these different things that everybody is seeking and Googling and trying to find information on that they can't necessarily find it happening like in the church. So if you're listening today, I first wanted to just give a disclaimer, a few disclaimers. Okay. So um, today Multiple. we're, we're, yeah, we're going to give a few disclaimers because I, I, I feel like when it comes to this topic, there's a lot of different things surrounded by around it. This is a discussion. This is for friends. We're going to be talking, talking from our perspectives, our experience. Uh, this is not a, a teaching. So um, if you yeah. if you want to have your notepad, you go for it, sis. You go for it, bro. But um, this is not, this is a discussion. And we're going to talk, you know, as honest and transparent. My second disclaimer is because um, I know what our culture just in, our, in, in, in the West is and if you're listening to this, I welcome anybody. You do not have to be a Christian. You could be whomever to listen to the Awkward Single Life podcast. But I just want to put that disclaimer is that we're all Christians here. And so a lot of what we're coming from and our experiences and our perspective and our, and our worldview is from that. So if you're looking yeah. you know, for something else, that's not what this show, that's not what this episode is go- going to be. So feel free to listen, feel, feel free. I'm sure there are things you will agree on and will disagree on just like the rest of us are going to disagree on, on topics, but just that disclaimer of that. Um, yeah, we're, we're not here to try and prove ourselves to, you know, no one here uh, has anybody. So ain't nobody here got, you know, uh, a gun put to their head and said, you got to be a Christian. You know what I mean? So, um, everything that we're doing is by choice, whether it's something that we feel like lines up to the Bible or not, but, um, it's our choice. It's our freedom to speak as Christians. So welcome to this episode. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you guys, um, from your opinion, what is your definition of masturbation? Hmm. This <laughs> is come 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 coming out the gate, huh? Come on out. Well, because some people may not know. So what what is your Leslie your definition of yeah, masturbation? I, I think my my layman's uh you know definition of masturbation is just uh you know gratifying oneself uh sexually, you know, the the, the sexual stimulation and gratification of oneself. Um you know, however, however that looks. Okay. Anybody yeah. else? I mean, I, I agree. That is, <laughs> that's my definition. And then if we were to go to a book of like masturbation for dummies, uh, <laughs> I think it would be <laughs> um, solo pleasure until a peak is yeah. reached, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. that's my okay. definition. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, the act of uh, touching one's genitals um, in order to reach a physical climax. Hmm. 
and may result in a mental or physical reaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what is she? She said, "Wait, I mean, word." Oh, <laughs> the kids <kiss there. laughs> What? Oh so, gosh. Of course, I went to Google and Wikipedia popped up for their definition uh. of masturbation. So, um, so it's pretty much what everyone said: um, a self pleasure, touching, rubbing parts of your body for sexual pleasure, such mm-hmm. as the penis, aka peen, clitoris, aka clit, vulva, and breast. So, I guess men, you only get one thing to touch. <laughs> they could touch their breasts i guess but <laughs> hey i'm sure um, some people do <laughs> i don't know if it has the same effect uh right. just well, but i was interested i thought it was interesting looking at that definition because it doesn't say in about reaching climax mm. or reaching mm. so i I, it made me wonder, like, so is masturbation always, you know, that or, or you know, that definition of it? I would because, agree. That's why I also said mental, because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't have a physical, uh, you know, bi- biological response to, to masturbating. For some people, it's mm-hmm. So in that case, is it just considered the act of without any type of end? It's just an mm-hmm. act? Just the act it's, of stimulation in of itself gotcha me and my okay. and then the the climax just you know it that's the, the end, uh, yeah gotcha okay because i guess i mean that's to say that every time a person masturbates that they will always reach a climax and that's never always the case ever yeah i'll go ahead right. Now, I was gonna say, and I wonder if that varies, you know what I'm saying, like, but you know, with, with men, obviously when we think like sexually and just the, the, the complexity of the female anatomy where like orgasm just even in, in sex or masturbation is not a, you know what I'm saying, guarantee. And I think that, you know, like the male body isn't as complex, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I don't know that, you know, most men masturbate without desiring or you know kind of getting to the expected and ending up you know so that's Mm. probably a different conversation too so no so you think for for men because you know none of us are that so it's always to climax and like would you say when it comes to that you know a, a man is not stopping until that happens Right. Yeah. Usually, usually for for a man, if you don't climax, something has gone wrong. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I think that and this is an assumption. Obviously, I'm not a woman, but I think that like even though the desire is to climax, you know what I'm saying? It's not something that's like you know guaranteed. Whereas like you know, yeah. So you know, I think for for a man to like, there's no absolutely no purpose to even attempts to to masturbate and not climax like if you know just to stimulate and you know get erect and then be like all right i'm good you know what i'm saying like that mm-hmm. well i mean like as a woman for me like I, I don't go into the notion of like masturbating like oh man you know this is just gonna be a pastime 
as I watch my favorite show, um, <laughs> I go into it with the hope of reaching that orgasm. You see what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's always like a an end game in mind, unless it's kind of like, okay, well, I can take a shower. Like I can cook. There's something else to do. <laughs> um, instead of setting time aside to right. go forth right. in, in this. So in that way, I feel like women and men are the same. Like there's, the there's same. yeah, know, yeah. And I also think like that is also kind of brings my point of not necessarily that I believe that masturbation isn't um, a sin or isn't, um, and I'll get into that like once Tiffany asks more questions, but I also think that the acts or reasons, the purpose behind it are different for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we constantly uh, associate masturbation with these thoughts that usually someone is doing it to climax mm-hmm. where uh, some people like to stroke their genitals, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, and is that masturbation? Um, and then, you know, where, where is that stemming from and where does it come from? Um, so I think that's also another stipulation to that too, that people who masturbate or the act of masturbation um, for us as believers is usually coming from some, from some heightened thing of like, you just want to like bust, you know, <laughs> you know, just, you know, <laughs> so, there's so many people in the world. And so I think that sometimes like the conversation is sometimes always one dimensional or one directed. Yeah. Yeah. It's not to have different conversations with people and their experiences are much different than what we believe is norm or common, which is probably not even that common or norm. Yeah. I think one big thing just that I always hear is that masturbation, it is almost always like associated with porn. And Mm -hmm. I'm like starting to hear more and more. I I don't know about for men, Mm -hmm. but I can speak for women that Mm -hmm. is not always the case. Like porn is not always this association in order for um, that to happen. So I, and I I can just go on record and saying that like in in the seasons where, um you know masturbation was a part of my life I did not need porn like I've actually never like porn has been something that I've never struggled with, um you know mm-hmm. and as a man like my imagination is enough I mean that that, that still brings mm-hmm. in elements of like lust and you know objectification and things like that but like. Mm-hmm. I never needed to like pop in a video or go to like a website to, to, to be stimulated. So, I mean, I think the porn thing, the porn aspect of it can be overstated. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think it just takes a, a Cause it a always is like this out. All men do it. You know what I mean? They, all men watch porn. And so you need to make sure that you ask and that if, so, if, a, if a guy is masturbating, then, he is also watching porn, like this direct correlation that happens even in sermons and stuff about when you're talking about masturbation. It's yeah. a lot of times partnered with pornography, a lot with men, and is never really talked about with women in church. <laughs> Although a lot of women do it, you know, and it's increased very much so. So, for anyone else, like when it comes to masturbation and the import porn, what's been your experience, whether it's you or s- s- someone you say may even know, like 
Is it something that always has to be partnered together for you? Hmm. Well, for me and, and Tiffany, you've known this as long as I've known you. I've always watched porn. Um, yeah, that's always been kind of a pairing for me because I was introduced to masturbation through porn. Mm. So for me, even in my 30s now, I don't know one without the other, even though mm. sharing Leslie's um, take on just using your imagination through porn, I was able to build an imagination for sex outside of watching it. Right. But I don't have a tunnel. Like I don't have a gateway into it um, outside of watching it. Mm. Okay. So the way it, it, I'm stimulated and aroused is through porn and then through the act. So, and that's been for however long I've been going through this journey of masturbation and, you know, what have Yeah, you. I was going to ask me, you, Shonda, um, when you said that as early because you were introduced to it at that time, mm-hmm. how old were you when you were introduced to porn? 12, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I was introduced at least. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. so that was, that's when also, that's when you started masturbating around 12. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty young. Um, I, I have a friend that <laughs> was probably seven, six or seven. Okay. That she, wow. you know, said that she has, yeah, that she started, you know, she just was always kind of like intrigued with her body. And so I just thought that that's really, really intriguing. And it, it brings me to this question um, because I feel like the older that I've gotten and the more like things that you experience, it does, you know, unfortunately, it does open up your mind and you start thinking more about things that you never thought about in a good mm-hmm. way. You start also thinking for yourself (laughs) and so and and not just all the time of what someone like has said to you and so I I guess like um from even that definition of okay um say touching or rubbing parts of your body for sexual pleasure when I think about kids and I think about little babies and how we are caressing their skin or rubbing it if you know even right now doing that there, it feels good. There's pleasure like attached to that. And so that's what a child is used to. So then they get a little older and then they start discovering their genitals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, Oh, where they, they discovered their penis, they discovered, you know, their clitoris. So now they're touching on it and it is giving this type of pleasure, but they have literally had their skin, you know what I mean? Like touched on their whole life. It, they, they like that. And now this new discovery. Yeah. And so it's really interesting that kids probably really, really young, like start that and don't even know what it is. And I wonder if parents are even like aware, not every kid ran up on pornography. Some kids, you know, right. especially with these phones, you can in TikTok right. and everything else, you could oops and be watching something that totally aroused this little boy, you know, or arouse this little Absolutely. girl. And, and, oh, and to your point, yeah, to your point, Tiff, um, you know, my daughter is two and a half. 
And and this and this kind of even goes back to like just us as people of faith and just the way that we've talked about sex that creates, you know, uh images that makes us shameful about the acting of itself. Yeah. Uh, but like my daughter is two, and I noticed um months ago that like when I would change her diaper, especially at night, like she would be all touching up in herself. Here. And, you know, and like, look at me in the face and I'm like, Brandy, like, what the heck is happening right now? And I, and I used to be like, no, stop. Don't do that. Don't whatever. And, you know, and just reading some articles and talking to her and just kind of saying like, even that response from me as a father can even at that age start to create shame around Mm. that. So like, I had to learn how to like, be okay like as i'm changing her diaper like i'm gonna move a little bit quicker now but like it's i'm changing her diaper to like because as soon as know, that diaper's off she's gonna go for yeah, it yeah yeah right. you know and she's talking and she you know my button daddy and i'm like okay sweetheart <laughs> you know and um because i also you know as we talk about like how sex isn't talked about in the church and like all these stigmas like i don't want to when i think about all of the ways that i've been taught to put shame on her I'm trying to correct that stuff now so that she doesn't grow up feeling shame about the way that she discovered herself. And I wanted to be able to come and talk to me about stuff. And so it also means like reprogramming my approach. And so it's like, okay, I'm not going to keep moving her hand um, because she's discovering her body. So to your point is what I was saying that like, yeah, at a very young age, it's kind of like, like, Oh, wait a minute. This, I wanted to like, uh, just like kind of like agree with that. And I think that's like, for me, my perspective on masturbation isn't so much that it's a free for all, Mm -hmm. but I believe that a lot of times as believers, we teach um, sexual sin with a tone that we don't trust people to hear from God for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, just as you described, Leslie, if you're constantly moving her hand away, then you're already setting a precedent that one, she can't trust herself mm. with her thoughts, what's wrong or right. Mm. And then two, the shame that's built around right. it. And so what happens when we feel shameful, we hide. Mm. And when we hide, we're caging ourselves. And what are we caging ourselves with now? Yeah. Whatever it is that we're struggling mm. with. So um, for instance, if I have a, an, a, um, an addiction to pornography, right? and I'm shamed by that, then I hide myself in a cage and I'm stuck with the sin that I'm dealing with mm-hmm. in myself. Mm-hmm. So then, then what happens? And I'm just all imaginative now and just doing whatever. And so I just think that when we think about one, our sexual anatomy, mm-hmm. you know, like we, it's not that we like somehow went to the store, picked up being sexual aroused and brought it home and then like opened it up like a gift, <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, now I'm sexually aroused. These are actual natural feelings too. Now the question is, at what point do it, does it become sinful when we can no longer govern ourselves? Mm. And any to me, that's sin. When we mm. go against God's, you know, uh, plan of us being able to to have to govern ourselves under His leadership and under His lordship. Right. And so I think that makes it a bit more um, complicated. And then also it makes the church afraid to say something like that right. because. So used to people following doctrine by what I say out of my mouth. And we don't trust people to like, okay, if I feel guilty after masturbation, 
What I would rather for you to do is go to your secret place and really discover that with the Holy Spirit or where does that stem from? Do I have a lust issue? You know, is this spiraling out into now I'm no longer satisfied from the person of the opposite sex, but now I'm also looking for the same sex type of relations as well. And so I just think that we don't, we don't teach with confidence that how we're teaching or what we're saying that people can go home and really seek what the Lord is saying to them personally. Um, Because again, even when you think about sexual anatomy, when you think about Adam and Eve, a lot of stuff would blow us away before mm-hmm. fall, before the fall. How old were Adam and Eve? Let's even think about right. that, right? Because you think about the start of puberty is what? It could be from 10 all the way to 14 for boys and girls, right? So we even think of that. That trips us out. But we really could be like, well, how old right. was he? Right. This girl probably was right. What if they were 10 and 11 you know, walking so, around in the garden? You know? Right. Right. You know <laughs> I'm not saying that, and I'm not talking about child pornography or anything like that, but what I'm saying is how would God, how if before the fall, how would have, how would God have taught Adam and Eve about their anatomy, about Eve's clitoris, about, you know, Adam's uh, penis? Right. Like, with because some men begin puberty, and I used to teach puberty, and I'll wrap up. I used to teach puberty and, you know, some young men wake up, you know, sexually aroused without any warrant, you right. know, like they didn't think about anything. It just mm-hmm. happens. That's a lot so of guys. For us to, yeah, a lot of men, right? And so even a lot of young women might be laying, you know, stomach down on their bed, reading a book and all of a sudden they're sexually aroused because there's pressure on the clitoris and they don't know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. So I just think that like teaching in a way of one about our anatomy as human beings, because we are human beings and we feel in touch. Um, and then also trusting that God will reveal to certain people one teaching how to have that relationship with God to hear. But what, what is God saying to you about what you're doing? Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. I also think for certain people, God does have a different, not expectation, but there's different there's different reasons why people do what mm-hmm. they do, you know, um, and just trusting, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, so and since that, Tasha, yeah. oh, go ahead, Els. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just gonna say, um, Tosh, since you already just kind of opened that can of worms, and it's that big question that people are always wondering when it comes to that in a Christian community, is that question um, is is masturbation. A sin. So I would love to hear you guys experience and perspective and your opinion of it. And then we'll just kind of like unpack that and go from there of, of what this looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, there is, there is no um, like direct like scripture, you know, that biblically says like, you know, masturbation, you know, is a sin. Um, like you won't, you won't find that in scripture. Um, you know, I think the, 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 the one thing biblically that I've always heard people point to, um, was like this concept of spilling, the spilling of the seed, right. Um, that happened, um, in like what Genesis 38, I think it was like with Judah, with Judah. Um, but even that in of itself, right. The, the sinfulness of that act was because, you know, I think Onan sleeping with Judah's wife was to impregnate her. And he was sinfully and deceitfully, you know, every time he got to climax, pulling out to make sure she didn't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so it was more about the the sinfulness of the motivation behind pulling out 
and spilling the seed than it was about, you know, it wasn't directly talking about masturbation. I think people yeah. take then, okay, well, now spilling the seed just in general becomes this sinful thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. So again, okay, I actually I think- like pulled up that passage, like so that we could just read it mm-hmm. in case somebody only has read that last, you know, spilling the seed and, you know, him mm-hmm. <laughs> getting punished from the Lord from it so that people don't take scriptures, you know, and passages out of context. Mm-hmm. So right. if, I mean, I guess I, I can read, I, I meant to tell you to read it. I forgot to tell you <laughs> before this, but um, it's Genesis 38 and I'm reading the message version. Mm-hmm. Um, just, right. Here we go. Look at, look at that. Well. Let, right. Leslie's a pastor. So he like, oh, message. All these people like now go to the NIV or whatever. Basically. I'll read the NLT. So about this time, Judah left home and moved to Adullam where he stayed with a man named Hira. There he saw a Canaanite woman, the daughter of Shua, and he married her. When he slept with her, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and he named the boy Ur. Then she became pregnant again and gave birth to another son, and she named him Onan. And when she gave birth to a son, she named him Shelah. At the time of Shelah's birth, they were living in Kezib. In the course of time, Judah arranged for his newborn son, Ur, to marry a young woman named Tamar. But Ur was a wicked man in the Lord's sight. So the Lord took his life. That Old Testament guy, he ain't playing. Um, <laughs> then Judah said to Ur's brother Onan, go and marry Tamar as our law requires of the brother of a man who has died. You must produce an heir for her brother, for your brother. But Onan was not willing to have a child who would not be his own heir. So whenever he had intercourse with his brother's wife, he spilled the semen on the ground. This prevented her from having a child who would belong to his brother. But the Lord considered it evil for Onan to deny a child to his dead brother. So the Lord took Onan's life. And I'll just stop there because that's that. So Dang. that's yeah. not even <laughs> masturbation what he did, right. first of all. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's one of those clear those those clear pictures where people have taken aspects of scripture out of context and created kind of like tradition and conversation around it. Because again, a lot of the teaching in the church, you know, whether it's, you know, the Roman Catholic teaching and things like that, you know, you know, considers that, you know, that that act of masturbation, sexual pleasure outside of, you know, saying marriage. Um, you know, so for me, part of it, I think, kind of goes back to you know, how do we understand, you know, like what the purpose is of sex? Like what, you know, the, the gift of sex, you know, what, exactly. what, what is the purpose of it? And, um, and then what's the purpose of, you know what I'm saying? Like children and things of that nature. And I think in all of these conversations are connecting. If we have this kind of just burst, I view like, you know, I think, you know, some theologians will say that, you know, sex is primarily for procreation. Um, and so anything outside of like, which is why I think, you know, the church will teach against birth control in some spaces and things like that. Right. Because yeah. again, I think Even pulling any, out. Yeah, pulling out. So basically anything where you get the pleasure without the possibility of the responsibility um, is deemed sinful. And I just don't, you know, I have, I've never really seen anything, biblic, you know, biblically that really fully supports that, um, you know, from cover to cover, you know. 
Yeah. I think a lot of it is inter- mm-hmm. you know, in, in interpretation. So Tosh, were you saying wow. something? So no, I was just saying that, you know, I definitely agree. And just even going back to how do you know when something is a sin? Um, I think the first the first mm-hmm. thing as if, if we're talking to believers and speaking in this context is the first thing is to definitely evaluate your relationship with Christ. Um, and so a lot of times, mm-hmm. a lot of us do things by works. So some of us really sometimes have a very shallow mm-hmm. relationship with God. Um, and it's really based upon yeah. the do's and the don'ts. Um, and so there are quite a few mm-hmm. people who are walking around and operating um believing that they have this close knit relationship with Christ, but are really doing a lot of stuff based upon works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then if you're thinking in that context and all you want to hear is if it's a yes or a no, you know, um, then. Right. Right. That's what somebody right now. Me. Just tell me yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> so I can judge. Yes no. So I can judge right. this whole podcast like, right like, now. Right now, just to hear what the definitive answer is. Like, how often do I hear from God? How often is God telling me, you know, if if this is right or if this is wrong? Right. So that's like one. And then again, two is really evaluate because some of us are doing things out of bliss, and we don't. Some of us don't feel guilty at all about nothing. You know, and then that's like a telltale sign about mm-hmm. again um what what's really going on in your spiritual walk that makes you not feel guilty, not feel guilty, yep. but not have conviction mm-hmm. about anything. Um so maybe not even speaking in that context, but those who do feel some sort of conviction about it, that's your telltale sign first. Like that's the telltale sign if it's right or wrong. Is when if you feel like crap every time mm-hmm. you do it, then then it's healthy to go to God about it. Like God search within me. Why is that? So for instance, uh, speaking from personal appearance, uh, um, personal experience, when I started to masturbate, um, and particularly when I got into my like spiritual journey with God and getting closer, I realized that at 29, that all these years of me masturbating was because I was very depressed and very insecure. So anytime that I started to masturbate was when mm-hmm. I was feeling incredibly insecure about myself, very depressed, very unworthy, but somehow I would get this stimulation to bring myself pleasure. So like even through, but I didn't realize that until I really just began to work on my relationship with God as unholy, as unrighteous as I thought I was, as imperfect, just working on my relationship with the Holy Spirit Years later, I realized like, oh, that's the reason. Now, is that healthy for me to be masturbating every time I'm depressed? No, that's not good because then now that's, that's you know, me looking at myself as an idol or self-pleasuring for all the wrong reasons, which is going to continue to stir something up. And that's how I was able to see that what I was doing wasn't right because it was a sin against myself because I'm doing this and not going to God about how I feel about myself first. So question for you, Tosh, because what I've seen also um, when it comes to, say, health benefits that I've seen doctors and all these different people say um, about benefits of masturbating um, is, you know, that it, it can be a mood booster, you know? And and so when it comes to the mm-hmm. health benefits mm-hmm. of, say, doing that or even the endorphins, you know, or, or those kind of things, it relaxes you and all, and and those things 
what do you say to someone that is like, but that is literally like a fact of what it does. And then the contrary of you saying that, you know, as a Christian, like when I'm depressed, I'm saying when I'm depressed, like I'm not going to go to masturbation, you know, as my, as my like source or or if I'm feeling insecure, excuse me, if I'm feeling insecure about myself, like masturbation is not good for me to be my, you know what I mean? My escape. So I would say this really quickly to give other people the, the platform. So I think again, and I'm always conscious about context because a lot of times we take what people say and we only take that and then we run with it. And then we apply that to every situation and every person's experience. So particularly in my experience, I realized that me masturbating was connected to my self-worth. So until I was able to get my self-worth mm. together, that was the only true way I could measure if this is a good energy booster for me or if I'm doing this because this is the only way for me to feel okay. good about myself. So I think that's the difference because some people, okay. and I, I don't know, I may get shot up you know, for saying this, is that for some people, they have no feelings at all about it. Like they don't feel guilty. They don't have unhealthy lifestyles with sex or people or things. And that, I think that's why it's very important to look at this within context. Um, and I know some, some believers will have an issue with that, you know, but that's just how I feel. About it. Yeah. Shonda, what's been your experience? What's your perspective of this topic and is it sin? I wholeheartedly believe uh, the masturbation is a sin and I take it from my experience being like uh, both Leslie and uh, Natasha was stating, you know, it coming from a place of what are your motives? Like, where is it coming from? Where is the urges coming from? Mm -hmm. When I was introduced at a young age, I just went with it, but I kept going back and forth from church to masturbating. So it was always conflicting for me. So growing up, masturbation, while pleasurable, was also like the sinful act that, you know, I'm going to go to hell the next day or the next minute. So if I continue down this path, I only have one way I'm going and it's straight to the fiery furnace. Mm -hmm. So it left no, no gray area. It was always kind of like, I'm either way left or way right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always saw it as, yes, I'm doing this with the contention of possibly going to hell. Mm -hmm. Now we move into my twenties and my thirties. And it's not saying that it's still, not a factor of like the act as Tasha was saying earlier, like people working, you know, doing it because of works. But now it's um, with the mindset of that scripture that, you know, nothing will separate me from God believing that. But now it's a thing of saying, okay, God, now that I'm a little more mature in my act and mature in my relationship with you, I get why doing stuff like this in private. Right. Mm -hmm. And even with the notion that I'm grown, I can do what I want to. I see the, the downside of it because not only am I watching porn and having comparison issues and depressed because of those comparison issues and meeting guys that want this from me sexually, but I can't measure up. So that's another factor. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, slippery slope. Once you're able to understand what that, that, you know, that selfish, uh, satisfactory act in private, what that looks like when you're trying to have real relationships with Hmm. people who are also battling secret satisfactory actions. You see what that looks like in a more mature setting. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Because I think with children, it's, and even not even children, you know, uh, younger adults and things like that who still aren't in the mindset to grasp there's a bigger picture here. God isn't saying don't do it or, you know, like you were saying, it's never, it's not said in the Bible, but it's also mentioned in other ways, like lust, having these issues with lust, not being able to really just see a person as your brother in Christ and being like, dang, he looks so good. Wonder what he's like in bed. Like those are things that that secret place, that's where it goes to. Yeah. You can't even look at someone pure. You can't mm-hmm. even have a real conversation about, okay, well, how many people you had sex with? Like it can't even just be innocent. And that's what I'm seeing in my thirties, what something at 12 led me to. Mm-hmm. No. And I think that's really important, right? I think it's the, cause, cause part of it is like, it's hard to, you know, can you, can you purely <laughs> like masturbate without bringing in like sinful elements you know what I'm saying? exactly so is it me you know like remembering is that a real question to be answered or I is that think, like I a mean, rhetorical I, 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 question no, i don't i think it's rhetorical i think it's rhetorical but one for us to kind of ask him ourselves. you know mm-hmm. you know because i can like i can take some moral high ground and say like yeah i don't i don't watch porn right but there's definitely been times where like you know, I was remembering, you know what I'm saying, sex with somebody from years ago or something right. like that. And so now in that moment, I'm like sinfully dehumanizing, you know what I'm saying, like my sister in Christ um, to bring myself pleasure sexually. And I think that's where the, some of the sinful nature comes in because now, you know, I'm, I'm doing this this pleasure for myself, and I'm thinking about you know Sister Jackie, who's not a real person. So if somebody named Jackie, sister, I'm not talking about you. But you know, I'm thinking about <laughs> Sister Jackie, and I'm like, ooh, I remember that that red shirt she wore on first Sunday, and just like all of those things that 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 takes you know that that dehumanizes that person. And I think the other thing too is you talked about relationally, um, and then like like where are we relationally? So for you know for me like like what masturbation meant before I got married when I was, you know, practicing celibacy. Um, and then when I got married, right. And, and like also thinking about how did it affect my sexual relationship with my wife. And if, you know, like I'm masturbating and when my, when my wife wants to have sex, I don't have energy because, you know, last night I had a, you know what I'm saying? I had some fun by myself. Then it also, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's like, you know, motivation, um and stimulate you know and like how to stimulate how i think all of those things are really really important and so i think you know again beyond just the acting of itself it's one of those things where the act is never really like a solo act like that point that point Mm. so are you saying because i know we talked earlier and i know tasha was saying you know it's situational we're definitely going to bring some scenarios um into this conversation um because it sounded like it was more like of a lean of situational and now it's kind of like no it's always that like can you actually masturbate without it being a sin and so i'm asking is that is that where you're where you're um i guess landing at leslie is that yeah I, I, i think what i'm saying is like Is like is masturbation a sin, or or can you masturbate without sinning? Right, and I think the act of masturbation is not. I don't know if it's possible 
without sinfulness happening in the process, if that makes sense. Like one without the other. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't, right. I don't know if it, if it, if it, if it, if it can happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if I can like be stimulated. Cause I can be like, I said, I can wake up stimulated. Right. But then what do I have to do in my mind to keep that stimulation that happened naturally going and like what what mental gymnastics because like, i got like i can't the action in and of itself like there has there's something else going on here and for me that keep that like helps get there you know what i'm saying and, mm-hmm. okay. i want to just add too that i think that also when it comes to um sexual immortality mm-hmm. and you know, sex outside of the foundation of marriage is for one, some people struggle to believe that God can redeem you. Mm -hmm. So some people struggle to even fathom the fact of not constantly being horny Mm -hmm. or sexually aroused. Or even promise you never to be horny. (laughs) Right. That's not what that. And so I think also if this is, a true struggle for some people mm-hmm. is one, what I would say to encourage them is to one, put your mind in the mind frame that God can redeem you. There is a life where you don't have to feel like you want to masturbate every day. Right. There is, there is a life for that within Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I also think, cause like sometimes, right, because we're shaping in iniquity. We're shaping in iniquity. So some stuff just, it ain't, it ain't the will of God, you know, even though we were, because we were shaping in it, you know, and I'm well conscious of that. So I think that for some people um, and for many people um, is to like one, if this is something that you struggle with and you struggle with finding the answer for it. And as Shonda was saying, saying is that, and as Leslie was saying, if it's spiraling out of control, because one, the, the enemy wants to pervert everything. Yeah. He wants to pervert everything. And one thing I've been saying, and I've kind of been on a trend for the last few months, is for us to be careful of what we own because it has a root to it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, so again, I, I'm at one part I'm saying that it's not teach its own. I just think that there are some complicated things in the supernatural realm and spiritually that I can't fathom for some people. But what I'm also saying is this, for me to even get on that level of thinking that also comes with personal relationship with God Mm -hmm. to the, to the point that I know what is outside of his will for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking to myself and that's not the enemy talking to me, you know, I don't like he God talking to me about that, but I would really just want, want to free someone's mind out of bondage thinking that you're just, you just, I can't, I I can't do it Shonda. Like I just, I I can't do it. Leslie, I'm hard every day. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like free to free that. I have a high libido. So I have, um, because we, you know, talked about this and stuff and yeah, I personally, I always grew up hearing that it is a sin that is always wrong. And I, I have a little experiment or like little thing for us to do later, but and being older now um, and pursuing a relationship with Christ more and more of, of his character and different things, I'm, I just want to raise the question when there is something in scripture that is not black and white, mm-hmm. 
I'm just really at this point, why do we force it so badly to be black and white? Because, okay, so the, the, the suicide thing, it's not black and white, but we show love to do that. And I'm like, right. I can't fathom as much as male dominance is in the Bible and men waking up, men waking up with boners. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's been here since the beginning of time. Maybe before the fall, definitely after the fall, okay? Right. That you mean to tell me that in a male-dominated culture, why isn't it in the Bible that it's a sin all the time? Mm. I'm just, that's where I'm at with that. And not because, again, somebody listening, because I just feel it, is that y'all are trying to find ways to get out of living a righteous life. And that is not what this is. Yeah. That is not what this is, but yeah. it's this thing of because, again, that carefulness of like when we have these Pharisee traits of taking things that are not black and white and making right. them black and white because it's better to do it that way <laughs> because it keeps you safe. But the thing right. is that I want to raise more is that even though most Christians believe that it is a sin, they still masturbating. So what mm -hmm. most of them are. So then it's yeah. like, so what <laughs> is it in that? And, and yes, we, we sin and we fall. what you say? There was leads to more sin, right? Yeah. And confusion. And confusion. Hello. Because now this is a secret struggle. I think like you were saying earlier, the secret struggle that forces right. me in the closet to struggle with lust and with some, you know, which leads to like secret sexual relationships, which is why you got all of these 20 year old virgins that aren't really virgins, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and not even like throwing shade, yeah. but it's like the same. And it, it's so, you know, like that we can't even have conversations. And so then, you know, you can't you even have up. a conversation. Yeah. And right. the thing that I find is, and my fellow friends that are Christians, that because we can't have a safe, place to like just talk about this stuff with our little high hormone selves i always see christians liking commenting on sex educators uh pages that may not be christians that may not agree with everything that we biblically believe but they at least talking about it you're at least mm -hmm. learning your anat the anatomy of your body and those exactly. different things because we just won't even talk about it because we're like so afraid that somebody's going to go off and preach something that is like against that. And so as much as I have always heard that, and even gr growing up of like, even in movies, it's like only, only the like little nerdy guys that couldn't get any in the, in the movies in the two thousands, there's the guy, those are the guys that get caught, you know, masturbating. You know, mm -hmm. so you always think like, oh, if somebody's masturbating and they're desperate, they can't get nobody. I'll just right. wait for the real thing, you know, but there are these situations that I want us to dialogue. And Leslie, you even like you're married, you're a pastor. So I'm sure you've talked to so many different people. And then even us in our own experiences of can we just even bring those people in their situations into the conversation of what happens when someone is married and they lose a spouse they their the spouse dies you know what i mean and so they just up and lose their spouse and they went from having this 
God-centered marriage of, as I hear some people, you know, within marriage, sex is worship, you know, going from that and then to nothing or say Mm. someone is married and a spouse just up and leaves. And there you go. You go right from having this, this lights and access. I think, but I, I think another conver- another podcast for a topic for another day is talking about too, because there's a lot of folks that will tell you like, when you get married, it ain't sex every day, all day either. And so oh, like- Oh yeah, I, that's what I've heard. I, I definitely got some, I need to talk to y'all married folk. What is this married sex? Let's, 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 let's do that next week. But I, I, you know, what I will say, I think, you know, um, I, I'll share um, about, about 10 months into me being married, um, my wife was, um, you know, gotten pregnant and she ended up having an ectopic pregnancy. And so she, you know, we lost the kid. She had to have emergency surgery and she had to recover for several months. Right. Um, and so, you know, I would like to say that I, that there was no desire, you know what I'm saying, for me in those you product placing um, in those months to, um, you know, have sex. But I, I still had desire, but like I was physically unable to right. be with my wife as she was was healing and so it was definitely times so where you do, Els? what you do like i'm a, you know go handle this you know because i need i want to honor what's happening with your body and let you heal correctly right mm-hmm. uh for the future i mean so i think you know there's just there's just so many nuances to this conversation um it's just nothing yeah you know it's yeah just i mean nothing. some people yep. feel like well masturbation within marriage is not a sin yeah you know i mean it's <laughs> I think that it's more important to like be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's what's making sense to me in this conversation. That is what's making sense. People would take what I'm saying to say, oh, well, she's saying that, you know, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying to be led by the Holy Ghost. So that way you, you, you can know what the Holy Spirit is telling you because then got you got you. You know, like I just, if if the Bible is in black and white on something, Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah, you know, and I, and I think too, and I think one thing that even supports what you're what you're saying, um, Tasha, is like, you know, when you think about again, you know, a lot of Paul's writings when he talks about, you know, some like everything is permissible, but everything is not, you know, not Good all free, you know, not all these are beneficial. Yeah, point. And so I'm having to think about again, like what my approach to certain things, like the 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 effects that it has on the people around me. So that's you know with mm-hmm. sex or you know like even with drinking, you know, because like Paul also says, I think it's in like First Corinthians eight, you know, when he talks about like like I know that eating, you know, like eating meat, because he was talking about the whole meat, concept yeah. of eating meat, and you know, like I know that this is not a sin, but I also know that if I eat this steak, it is going to cause some of these folks to stumble. And so I don't do it, not because I right. can't, but because, mm. of, because of who I am, what effect that it has, you know what I'm saying? And so part of the, the conviction and the relationship with God is also considering like, you know, what is my approach on the freedom right. that I have and using those right. freedoms. And, really, and if you don't, if you're not sure, if you doubt if it's a sin mm-hmm. or not, then yeah. there's your answer. There's like, answer. well, so like if you feel don't do it. And I agree with you, Leslie, on that because for me, I know one of my spiritual gifts is discernment. I know one of my spiritual mm-hmm. gifts is feeling demonic spirits and different things like that, mm-hmm. right? So because I know what I'm called to, I don't indulge in certain things. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like so I don't watch I don't watch Lovecraft Country. 
You know what I'm saying? Because that's just too much, too much witchcraft. What is that? I don't, I don't watch horror. Never heard of it. I don't watch horror films because I have experience of my bed shaking at night and hearing demons. You know what I'm saying? So for me, there are certain things that I don't partake in to consecrate myself. And so even that term, like, and I just think that the stuff that I'm saying is we have not as a, a community of believers have have made many mistakes in allowing believers to educate themselves in this way, you know, to be able to, to, to make stances or to think uh, critically about certain things. And I think that what I'm saying is that if you leave with it's the sin and don't do it, most of the time people will and they'll hide it. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's like, know why you're not doing what you, what you're doing because the Holy spirit wants you to have wisdom. The Holy Spirit wants you to have understanding because that wisdom leverages on each other. So now that I know that I, I masturbate when I'm insecure, then that information leverages something else in my life that I need freedom from or need to concentrate yeah, myself true. with. So I just think that we just, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. How to do that. That's, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know what else. No, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I think even speaking about this, this concept of consecration, right? And part of it is, like, I think, you know, we've all, you all touched on it. Like, you know, I think most of our approach to like our faith is trying to decide, okay, how much I can get away yeah. with, right? And so, you know, mm-hmm. we're focusing on certain right. things. Okay, so we're going to beat the whole, oh, this is a sin, <laughs> this is a sin. But then we ignore when scripture tells us that our that our bodies are the windows to our souls to guard our hearts, you know, out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak and things like that. Mm. And realizing how every day we are voluntarily allowing ourselves to be bombarded with imagery and things that that take us into those sinful places. And so, yeah. like the, the natural arousal that happens when I work wake up is different from the arousal that I get from watching, you know what I'm saying, Dirty Dancing, and there's this right. dance scene that gets me, you know, and right. going. Or, you know what I'm saying, like, the, you know, it's I'm following kid. JoJo on Instagram, oh, and she, uh, you know, she a Fenty model, and now I'm like, every time I scroll my IG feed, it's like all these naked women. So, you know, so me having to get to like, I mean, I, I can't follow this person or this person because it's, it's putting imagery in my heart and in my mind mm-hmm. that I'm having to wrestle with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so much of that struggle is unnatural because we are bombarded every day with, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we are overly sexualized culture, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so part of that struggle is like consecrating myself, like, okay, what do I, like, what, what, what things, you know, knowing what triggers stuff for me you know what i'm saying so like you said like you can't watch love crab country i'm fine with it you know it doesn't bother me but i can tell you like i can't watch 50 shades of gray because it's like and i definitely can't do it with my wife not home because then it's, <laughs> you know what I'm or like there's certain things i like when i travel by myself you know there's certain things that i do to like to make sure that like you know i'm honoring like you know like my marriage when i'm away from home and so like i you know Mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm not yeah so it's safe yeah and, and what happens leslie is you'll have a single person such as myself who's never been married and who desires to be married one day look at your look at how you're saying what you just said in the context of marriage and be like but i'm single who am i answering to mm-hmm. and make an excuse for mm-hmm. and okay my own secret behavior and see that's the thing that's 
that's going on right now, especially with um, a ton of girlfriends that we we have, you know, especially you and I, Tiff, like a majority of our girls are single. And so not to say we excuse our behavior, but we're, we're kind of like, well, I mean, we go home to an empty house yeah, mm-hmm. and we're grown and we pay our own bills and we, we literally excuse whatever we're trying to do that we, you know, don't get an opportunity to thank you, Lord. But it's, it's just like, we, we <laughs> we're living in such a time where anything is up for grabs because everybody's putting, you know, God forgives only yeah. God can judge on it. And yeah. And I think that we don't think about the implications. And I say this all the time, like when I do like marriage counseling and stuff like that. Um, I even tell my daughter this now, like all of these things and habits and things that we are developing while we're single, we work them out when we get married. Right. And so, you know, so even so part of even the struggle, I think some married couples have when they get together and they're not. You know what I'm saying? Having sex is the manifestation of all of the the, the sex and the struggle Gee. and the baggage that they wrestle with in singleness. <laughs> and I tell people all the time that like saying I do does not fix the problem. If anything, it magnifies the insecurity. Yeah. It magnifies um, the struggle. You know what I'm saying? The lesson things get more difficult and we don't yeah. think that we reconcile. We won't have to reconcile. So when you talk about like body image issues, like, you know, the one time that I was, you know, saw porn and I'm like, oh, God didn't give me that. So, <laughs> like, are you sure, wife? Are you sure that you are enjoying, you know, what I'm able to do? Right. Because, you know, bareback Brian. What I didn't think was going to be a thing that I struggle with in my 30s is exactly what I'm struggling with, alone. And that's why I want, especially um, believers, to be mindful of masturbation. While it does feel great in the moment, the after effect, man, it sucks. Because that's something, as, as I was stating before, that's something that bleeds into public. Like your public relationships. The way you look at someone, the way you speak to someone, the, the, um, what is it called? The kind of like how you how you end up manipulating relationships to get what you want when you didn't think that that's what you would do. Like it's real. And you didn't think that something that it was supposed to be just about you, that that would turn around and look like that. And that's why you have a lot of singles who have sex and say that they're okay with a hit it and quit it relationship. Because they're used to what they do alone. That self-pleasure. Now they just got another body. Whew, what a heated topic. I know your mind is just racing with comments and thoughts and you're itching to have more. We have part two next week. And as we get into some questions that people have centered around masturbation, so... It's going to be good. We are not done, okay? But for this week, I need you to do me a couple things, okay? One, subscribe, review, and share this show with a friend so y'all can talk about it, whether it's at coffee, cocktails, dinner time, whatever. Next thing, this week, I really think it would be good if you took some time and wrote down why do you think sex was created by God? And ask God to help you with the understanding of it. Three, 
And if you'd like to share that with me or any comment about the podcast, you can email me at awkwardsinglelife at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to The Awkward Single Life. There are tons of dating podcasts out there and you've chosen to be a part of this rapidly growing community. I'd like to think because it's unique in the sense that this is not a manual or roadmap. I definitely try not to act like I have all the answers of single life, but it's a colorful variety of what it looks like. It's not just dating. Nope. It's not just for people in their 20s and 30s. Nope. And it's not made for just women. Nope, nope, nope. So on that note, I'd love for you to just, I'd love to get to know you and and share more. You can join my mailing list, The Little Black Book, at TiffanyHinesMusic.com. Or you can connect right with me on my Instagram, TiffanyHinesMusic, and click the link in the bio and you can sign up there. Thank you and bye. See you next week for part two. Dun, dun, dun.